What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, July 20th, 2021. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the Rogue One at Gary Witta. Good morning. How are you? I'm excellent, Gary. How are you? I'm good. Today is the first Witta Wednesday on a Tuesday that I'm actually uh, sad that it's on a Tuesday and not a Wednesday. Can you guess why? Wednesday, the 21st of July. It's not your birthday. Is it your birthday? It is my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday early, Gary Witta. Thank you, thank you. Do you make a big deal about your birthday? I had no idea your birthday was approaching. At this age, no. Yeah. Maybe for the big ones. Maybe next year. Because well, you're be turning a... 37 this year, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. But no, not really. I don't know. I always go back and forth on it. I kind of like, I, was, oh, I don't want to make a fuss, but then my birthday actually rolls around. And I'm like, oh, I kind of wish I'd made a bit of a fuss. But I mean, especially this year with COVID and everything, what are you going to do anyway? You know? Yeah. So, uh, no, not Where, really. How are you handling it? You know, you're vaccinated, obviously. Your whole fam is vaccinated, aren't they? Are you yeah. not going out still? You're still not seeing well, people? Well, I, I have a nine-year-old who isn't vaccinated. Oh, I guess that makes so, sense. So, yeah, that kind of, that does put a bit of a uh, a crimp in in certain, you know, What, they're projecting winter like now? That. Winter, they're saying they think? Midwinter, they should be able to have uh, vaccines Ooh. for kids? Who the hell knows? Who the hell knows? Uh, but you know, we're we're pretty we're pretty used to the uh, the COVID lockdown lifestyle at this point. You know, we'll just sure. we'll just keep grinning and bearing it until until finally it's it's safe to to come out. I'll just you know, thank God for video games. Uh, I got an ice cream cake in the freezer. Very excited Ooh. about that. My favorite All kind right. of cake. What, tell me about what. Tell me what what kind of is it? Just ice cream cake it, in general? Nothing too fancy. Just got it from the market. It's a um like white frosting on the outside sure. and like a kind of like a marble chocolate cake inside it's okay. going to be quite i'm quite looking forward to it i, I love ice cream cake that sounds delicious yeah, oh, yeah well, happy birthday early birthday well, what, what, what what are you going to do to celebrate what game are you going to play on your birthday well oh so to a quick plug i mean it's not really a sure. plug but uh so tonight uh today as you may know is the launch of uh four guys season five in the That's jungle right. uh myself and snowbike mike and some other friends will be uh heading into the jungle tonight 8 p.m pacific Twitch.tv slash Gary Witter, Twitch.tv slash Snowbike Mike. We're going to be squadding up and uh, embarking on a jungle adventure together, a little pre-birthday celebration. Should be fun. It should be. You know what else will be fun? Talk about the death door, death's door reviews, uh, Ubisoft's new free-to-play shooter, and of course, the PlayStation 5 losing weight. We'll talk about all this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Over on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games, you can write in to be part of the show. You! can get the show ad free you can get the show with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday of course you'd get those benefits along with watching us record shows like the games cast live for all the other games properties over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games and if you went up to the gold subscription you can even get it for all the content on patreon.com slash kind of funny you can support us and get a bunch of exclusive content and patreon shows but i digress if you have no bucks tossed away it's no big deal you can watch us record the show live for free on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, just like Frog Knight, Joshy G, Wasted Bandwidth, and Travis Warren are. If you're watching live, of course you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. So we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe every weekday. House 
keeping for you. There's a brand new episode of PSI Love You XOXO up right now. You can go hear me lament and apologize for sleeping so hard on the latest entry in the Dark Pictures anthology. Uh, you can also go over to Kind of Funny, uh, youtube.com slash kind of funny, and get a MCU in review for Loki, where we take the entire Loki series, recap it, rank it with all the other MCU properties. MCU in review, of course, Patreon, or no, youtube.com slash kind of funny, uh, PSI Love You XOXO youtube.com slash kind of funny games uh each of them have a podcast feed you get on a podcast service of your choice go out there and support some people and have some fun uh thank you to our patreon producer and supporter forever blackjack today we're brought to you by purple mattress canva freshly oh those are just i was gonna say and more but that's not right purple mattress canva and freshly but i'll tell you about that later for now let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the roper report kevin Time for some news. Kevin, are you okay? I, uh, Evan, stop. Stop doing it. Stop. Kevin's that little horse. Okay, He's no, Kevin. I just, overdone you, you, it. He's got don't nothing say left anything. in the tank. Kevin, just mute yourself. No more doot to doots No more Craig, talking to you. Do you want me to do it? Craig, do you want me to do it? No, I want, I think I might, Andy, Andy Cortez, number one games journalist. I think I might need you to call an ambulance for Kevin. Time for some news. Six items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Thank you. Uh, Number one on the Roper Report, ladies and gentlemen. Death's Door reviews have begun to post, and we got a certified hit on our hands. Right now, the Metacritic is at an 87. That's right, 87 out of 100. I'll start with Windows Central, who gave it a 4.5 out of 5. Uh, Kevin, I gave you a trailer here for B-roll if you aren't dead. Uh, Jazz Corden at Windows Central writes, Death Store is a triumphant game that honestly feels like a steal at $20. A great cast of characters, a menacing menagerie of monsters, satisfying and stylish hack and slashery, all wrapped in a gorgeous world that somehow manages to be desolate and uplifting at the same time. While there are a few bugs and minor issues here and there, they... They are legitimate. Uh, I'm sorry. They are ultimately minor and don't threaten the whole package. Acid Nerve once again proves themselves to be masters of their craft, creating a world that defies its budgets and delivers something unique and special in the process. Death's Door effortlessly joins my list of best Xbox games launched in 2021 so far, and hopefully will join yours too. Over at IGN, I got a 9.0 from Brendan Graber, who wrote, Death's Door is a must for those looking to scratch the itch of a classic Zelda dungeon-delving game with the added bonus of impeccable combat against waves of foes in a creepy world. Secrets are plentiful enough to offset the low variety of rewards, and the cohesion of puzzle solving and combat encounters worked terrifically, not terrifyingly, terrifically to challenge me in all the right ways. While I wish the adventure didn't end so soon, as a Reaper of Souls, I know nothing lasts forever. And then GameSpot.com tosses in in 8.0. Alessandro Barbosa writes, With an engaging world to explore and consistently satisfying combat to keep things entertaining, it's easy to fall in love with Death's Door. Its premise hooks you immediately, and it has the style and substance to maintain the captivating allure of its opening. Perhaps, most importantly, it's just consistently fun to play. With sharp enemy designs that keep you on your feet to challenging boss fights that test your skills in satisfying ways. There's a lot of death. There's a lot of death to deal and souls to reap, but Death's Door makes it a delight every step of the way. Uh Gary Witta, have you played any Death's Door yet? No, but I did pick it up. Uh, I'm excited to see that it's out. It looks terrific don't forget it's also on pc xbox console exclusive but it is also on pc it's on steam right now same price 20 bucks 
Um, the only strike against it, and Paris and Mike and I actually talked about this recently on the on the Xcast. It's kind of weird how it's the only strike against it. It's not on X, not on Game Pass because you know we expect, for a second. We, we expect everything to be on Game Pass these days. Yes. When a game actually drops with an a la carte price, like really got to pay for this one? Why can't it just be on Game Pass? Uh, there's an Xbox in here all of a sudden. It looks well worth the twenty bucks. Like, audience has been doing. Could forever. it be, Greg? Let me ask you the question. Could it be this year's Hades? Because it, it's storming out of the gate. I've been playing Death's Door, but I only got one night with it before Poe came and I had to be an entertaining friend and play co-op games and run around and do stuff that of his choosing. And so I enjoy what I've played of Death's Door. I definitely think it is something special, but you don't have to take my word for it. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast, the one, the only, the Hispanic heartthrob, Texas treat, Latino heat, clicking heads and ripping them to shreds, the globetrotting, headshotting, nitro rifle from twitch.tv, Andy Cortez. Andy, how much Death's Door have you played? I'm 14 hours in. I Woo. beat it yesterday before we recorded Loki in review. And I uh, am uh, it's on right now because I'm still trying to do stuff. Um, there's a lot to uncover even after you beat the game. And mm -hmm. it's it's just fascinating that there's this much sort of detail and passion put into a game once you are kind of done with it, especially at that $20 price. I, I, I forgot who the first review was that you read, Greg, but it's so true that there's there's a lot here for twenty dollars, and uh, it is one of my games of the year so far. Damn! Can I, can I can I just say I'm actually genuinely surprised to see Andy show his face with me here on the show. He's been ducking me for weeks. Here Greg, he is, uh, Gary. Come on, yes. man. You know I love you, dude. I, I look. I prepared something for you. Happy birthday Aww. to you. That's sweet. Happy birthday to you. Treat yourself and take a day off. I'll fucking kick your ass at Mario Golf. I love it. Thank you so much. And the uh, the invitation to uh, to have a uh, friendly, no grudge, uh, no stakes match uh, of Mario Golf, of course, stands as it, as it has now for weeks. Anytime you're not washing your hair, <laughs> not ducking me, uh, feel free. I'm always around. I'll play you anytime. Let's get it on the books. Okay. Greg, you heard it. All right. I heard it too, yeah. Greg. We've all yeah, heard it. Everybody knows. You just need to step up. It's that friend. thing where Andy could barely beat me at Mario Golf. And I think any given Sunday, that game could go a different way. But I think Gary's not in our league, Andy. Like, I don't even think he's like in our league for Mario Golf. You know, he's putting up these things against the AI. He got negative 21. Then he puts up a clip of him rage quitting against the AI. I'm like, okay. okay. Uh, those were, that, uh, no, that wasn't against okay. AI. Those, those okay. were against top level online randos thank you very much just saying what i saw just saying, saying what i saw yeah. uh back to death's door though andy i know you're coming on the games cast to talk about it today of course well you're on the games cast every week but you can catch that patreon.com slash kind of funny games we record it live this afternoon and then you can come back later but if that wasn't enough i know the x cast on saturday is going to talk about Death's Door and psychonauts too and so ladies and gentlemen please welcome to the show from the kind of funny x cast and of course gamer tag radio the one the only paris lily Paris, you're muted, but you're here. I see you, but there's no sound coming out of He's you. not but, muted. Well, he, he unmuted probably, himself. He probably heard me sing happy birthday, and he was like, all right, Andy's going to do a bit. I'll I be mean, how do, you, how do you follow that, you know? Exactly, exactly. I'll, I'll, I'll can, let me just continue real quick. If you like this game and do not play Hyperlight Drifter, I'm coming for your ass, all right? The, like, when they went on Gamescast, when the devs went on Gamescast and talked about the influences that they had, or on Xcast, rather, 
when they went on XCast and talked about the, because I was there part of the XCast, if you remember yeah. that video that I put I up. I remember, here. a great video um, you put up here. Yeah, thank you. Um, Hello. When they talked about is. their influences with Hyperlight Drifter, holy shit, this game has so much more. It's much more than just the hack to get your ammo back. Uh, like, okay. there's a lot more <laughs> in there that it, it's almost as if they looked at what Heart Machine is doing with Solar Ash and said, all right, fuck it, we'll make the Hyperlight Drifter sequel. And it is phenomenal. I am still, I still want to uncover, and I think I'm like 95% complete done with it. Um, when it, because obviously I beat the game, but there's that completion per uh, percentage there that shows you how many secrets you've unlocked and all that. So it's Andy, amazing. You said, uh, you said 14 hours. That sounds like a decent chunk of game for 20 bucks. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the best voice in the business, Paris Lily. So I had this awesome intro that I completely screwed up because I was on mute, but do it again. We don't know. <laughs> I, I've been saying this from the moment I saw that game. I've been saying this for weeks. Death Store is going to be great. It's going to be amazing. That's why I got Acid Nerve to come on XCast to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And the reviews are proving it. And like Andy, I, I got to beat it last night. Game's phenomenal. The fact that it's only $20 is, is crazy to me. I'm, I don't know. I'm probably like 15, 16 hours into it. And there's definitely some things to do once you finish it as well. It, it, it's great. Like I even posted a quick little video on Twitter with one of the early boss encounters that you have. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. I'm not going to go as far as to say this is going to be game of the year, but I think from an indie standpoint, I mean, Keeley's going to be talking about this in December. Absolutely. Sure. It's, it's, it's that good. I mean, that's, so. when I, that's why I made the Hades comparison, because it came out and it was great and everyone loved it. Bastion's a great developer. Um, you know, the little indie game that could. Uh, but then, like, did anyone really predict when Hades first came out that it was going to be hoovering up Game of the Year awards at the end? No. So, like, you never know these days. Super yeah. Giant, by the way. Yeah, you don't. But it, it's fantastic. Sorry, Bastion. Super Giant Bastion. It's Bastion's birthday or something. So I think it's like their 10th anniversary of Bastion. That's why it's on oh. my mind. I know. Uh, here's the thing for me. So Andy and uh, Paris, here's what I want you to discuss real quick. We we read through the, you know, the synopsis of the reviews, and I know both of you want to talk about it at length on your podcast coming up. So before we get out of the actual talking of Death's Door, what is it? And this is the question for that. I'll, we'll start with Andy, but then I want Paris's take. What is it about this game that makes it so special? Andy um, it has those really sort of eye-opening, impressive level design that I love from all the souls games that i've enjoyed it kind of blows me away and in, in those uh in that way there's charming characters i think this the only thing keeping this from being like really close to a zelda type game is that there in zelda i felt like every npc had something to have you go do in here most of the npcs are kind of just like set dressing and they are characters with fun and quirky dialogue but there aren't a whole lot of npcs making you go do stuff um okay but the ones that do it still it still feels rewarding and um uh yeah the stuff that they have you go do is really satisfying and i think for me it's the combat it is managing all of your the eventual weapons that you do unlock you don't just have this bow you unlock more weapons as you go on you find more melee we melee weapons and for me it's the attention to detail that goes into the level design but also the mysteries to sort of unlock and there are so many times in this game where you're walking somewhere you're walking along sort of a, a gated path and there's an opening in the gate and you don't know and on the other side of it there's water or something it's like well i can't go in there but there's something there later there's something that i can do here later and 
I've, I've just found myself sort of walking around the main locations just looking Exploring, for yeah. secrets to find. And it is so rewarding when you do get it and when you have that sort of aha moment. Again, I, I, I've mentioned I don't love puzzle games and stuff, but there are some some really cool elements that have you kind of figure out like, oh, well, there's got to be something up here if there's a walkway here. And it's all that stuff that just feels, um, I don't know, they just, they will, if you're going to explore, they will reward you for it. And um, there's just a lot more than just fighting the bosses uh, in this game. Yeah, and those moments are spectacular. And the yeah, music, absolutely. holy shit, the music. Yeah, oh you yeah. You can talk about all that on Gamescast, all right? Save so, keep some in the tank, kid. All right, you're in That is one thing that Supergiant always does well. Great music. This isn't Supergiant, remember? Oh, said, no, sorry. You, you're I, confusing it because I you said making, this. Well, I keep making the Hades comparison. That's why. And it's Bastion's 10th birthday today. I got Supergiant on the, on the, on the, um, on the brain today. Sorry yeah, about this that. is Acid Nerve, of course, makers of Titan Souls. Uh, Paris Lily, what makes Death's Door special to you? I mean, I think Andy summed it up very well, so I won't repeat it other than to say to me, this is if you were to make a link to the past now, that's what this is to me. That's what mm. I felt when mm. I, I was playing this the entire time. And like he was starting to say that the music's phenomenal, but I'll, I'll let let all that happen on Gamescast. Andy can talk about that in detail, but it's it's a phenomenal game and it blows my mind that two people made it. All right. Yeah, it's a really small team, right? Yeah, I was about to say really small, crazy. Well, now, everybody, welcome to the show. The boss baby himself, Barrett Courtney. Barrett Courtney, you want to talk about Who isn't in here today? Gamescast and Xcast and all these things coming up. What do you got? Uh, Death Sword is really cool. I just saw a bunch of people, and I just wanted to jump. It's a pretty cool game pickup. (laughs) Who complained that it's not on Game Pass today? Get over it. It's worth it. Speaking of that, Mark Starvagi writes in to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames and says, Hey, Greg and Gary, and now Paris and Andy and Sadboy Barrett. Uh, the reviews for Death's Door are phenomenal, and it seems poised to be the next Hades, maybe with less erotic fan art. Yet, while Hades launched exclusive to the, quote, indie machine Switch, Death's Door is exclusive to Xbox, a platform where we expect nearly everything to come with our Game Pass subscription. Death's Door is not on Game Pass. Will this decision by Devolver put a little uh, put I'm sorry. Will this decision by Devolver to put a title on Xbox exclusively but not on Game Pass hurt its sales? To use myself as an example, I do not buy games on Xbox. I will wait for indie titles like this to come to Switch where I can play them on the train and at my girlfriend's house or Game Pass uh, where I don't have to purchase them at all. Do you think there are enough people like me to temporarily hurt this game's sales? It's not an Xbox exclusive. PCs exist. You know exactly what he's talking uh, yeah, about. Yeah, console exclusive, Gary. Come on. Until we got my Steam Deck, PC gaming is dumb. I've said that, and I will continue to say that. All right. Yeah, just uh, imagine. I can't. What are you going to be do your taxes anyway, Greg? It's be so exciting. I can't wait to be using it for. I need Skype. to. I need to. I need to. I need to do some taxes. I can just pop out my Steam Deck right here. It's fantastic. Mark, I think. Yeah, I mean the long this the TLDR. Your answer will will the fact that it's not on Game Pass hurt its sales. Arguably, yes. That's what we've heard from people who put their games on Game Pass, right? That that actually leads to more people buying them and stuff. What you have to be trying to... We'll never live in that alternate universe where we know what Death's Door would have sold if it was on Game Pass. The hope here would be that you're looking at a game... Like, we're talking about, is it this year's Hades, right? A game that is going to have enough goodwill and people talking about it that by the time it is no longer an Xbox exclusive, right? Because is this timed exclusive? Do we know that, Andy? Uh, Gary? Andy, I, think you're on the interview a, I think it's just console. 
so but not timed it's just yeah, straight. I, I mean i think it's just xbox yeah i don't think it's coming to ps5 or ps4 wait yeah. you greg you know that he wasn't actually on that interview right yeah i know i know okay okay Paris i just needed to be i just needed to be sure uh, I th- I think you know it, the this is one of those we don't live in that alternative di- dimension, but yes, I would assume that it would hurt its sales. The problem is that uh, you know, so for the amount of people who talk about their game doing better after being on or being on Game Pass, I don't know what that actually looks like financially. I know they're talking to smaller developers. This is a game that has Devolver behind it. This is a game a game that has a proven development team behind it that has had hype along it for a long time. The real question is, uh, to so you, we're getting it from Mark, right? Of like, mm, I'm not going to do this. Uh, I usually don't buy games there. Paramount is time exclusive. Yeah, I would I would imagine it is in this world. Uh, thank you, Paris, uh, for actually having some answers. Unlike this joke interviewer, Nitro. Rifle, it, yeah, because I was joking about it earlier. Oh, it's not like not on Game Pass. I've actually got to buy this one because they were so spoiled by Game Pass. But it's you know who knows? It's it's weird. Like I kind of almost expected. I don't know why I say this, but it almost kind of felt like a Game Pass game. Like you just kind of halfway expected it to be on Game Pass, partly because it is you know uh, a console exclusive on Xbox, and it just has that kind of cool indie. Yeah, this will be on Game Pass kind of vibe to it. But again, who like we don't yet fully we 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 probably never will if we don't work at Microsoft. We'll probably never understand the economics of putting a game on Game Pass versus you know releasing it for twenty bucks. Obviously, if it were on Game Pass, it would get a bit more of a, a big boost because you know people are more likely to just pick it up and try it. But uh, you know, as to why some games end up on Game Pass and some games end up as a twenty dollar purchase, who the hell knows? It's you know the the, the mystery more- economics of it. We'll never the, the economics right would be on Devolver's side, where they get offered. You assume I, I'm, you know, could be talking out of turn here, but they get, you know, I'm sure at some point Xbox approached them for Game Pass and offered them a x amount of money, and Devolver was like, "Thank you for the offer, but we think we can do better without that. We think we can make more selling it straight up." And so that does go into the financials of it. If it is timed exclusive, right, then you're in the same boat uh, as if, to an extent, of if it was on Game Pass, where right now it's this groundswell of goodwill. Uh, you have a whole bunch of people going off about how great this game is, how uh, amazing this game is, and you hope both that it leads people to be like, man, I better pick it up on PC or Xbox right now, but then also, if it does come to Switch, if it does come to PS5. Yeah, it might just be that, time. yeah, like you said, Greg, they, they knew what they had, like the early buzz on it was so good, and pe- like they just were really, really confident this was a great game that was going to make its own buzz. They were like, you know what? We can sell this for 20 bucks. We don't need to put this on game pass and also also the argument of course you know that again and i'm 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 not even making this devil's advocate wise and i'm not trying to put my myself in anybody's head uh, anybody's headspace but there's that argument i'm sure for some people and maybe for devolver of right like well we don't want to this is a premium game for us we want to be able to charge for it we don't want to get in the habit of thinking that all devolver games are going to go to game pass or that anything we do in xbox and or you know and I, you, is I that mean, what they fall, were feeling fall, or not i mean knows? fall guys is a premium game for devolver that went on ps plus but i mean maybe that was just a bigger money truck who knows there's that and i think it's i'm not it might be a different standing too in terms of the developer, right? Mediatonic, of course, had done a bunch of great PlayStation minis, uh, but this was a big breakout for them in turn. And how do you get that a game that needs people playing it, right? The game that needs pe- as many people as possible playing it. I think that's a little bit different than this single player uh zelda like right where you want people to get in there and have an experience and you're speaking to a very specific group of people right having poe through uh, my house and like talking to him about games and stuff this would never be a game i think that he could he would look at or hear about and hear pitched and be like oh that's a game for me it might be if you watch me play it or got into yada yada you watch a stream for it but in terms of all these reviews we're talking about, right? We're talking about, I think, people talking in a very specific way to a very specific audience, and that's us, this audience that listens to gaming podcasts and pay attention to gaming news every day. I wonder I wonder why there's no, I mean, maybe down the road it will change, but I wonder why it is 
so I mean, there's all kinds of different payments you can get from these console publishers, right? Microsoft will give you money to put their game, put your game on Game Pass. Maybe they were already getting a bunch of money to make it an Xbox exclusive. If there's no, I mean, because otherwise, why do you think know, that's true? As well? Give up all those PS5 and Switch sales. Yep, 100. That's also a great point. That yeah, Microsoft probably put money behind it and marketing budget behind it. That way, you saw it at so many different showcases. They've definitely been marketing it a lot. I mean, I've been hearing a lot about it up until uh, today for sure. Well. Now you'll continue to hear more about it as Game of the Year rolls on. And, of course, Andy comes to the Kind of Funny Games cast today. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny 315. You can hear Andy's in-depth death door death store review. I'm sure Barrett will chime in. And remember, of course, the X-Cast this Saturday. Talking about Psychonauts 2 and Death Store. What a banger of an episode. And then Snowmike Mike in the chat keeps teasing a guest. So we'll see what that is. I, 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 I'm, I, I think uh, uh, X-Cast will primarily just be Psychonauts. But uh, I bet one of you talks about Death Store. I bet we don't. Fuck. $5. All right, fine. $5 Death Door gets mentioned on the X-Cast. Gary, I need you to mention Death Door. It would be a weird one Fuck. not to talk about. And now you look at that. Everyone just, everyone just goes. Cowards. What a bunch of cowards. Number two on the Roper Report. Let's talk about Ubisoft's new Tom Clancy shooter, X Defiant. This is Michael McWhorter over at Polygon. Ubisoft is making a new free-to-play shooter set in the Tom Clancy verse called Tom Clancy's X Defiant. It's pitched as a high-octane 6v6 multiplayer first-person arena shooter. It's fast-paced firefights meet punk rock. Let me try all that again. I wasn't ready for this. It's, quote, Fast-paced firefights meets punk rock mosh pit, end quote, said uh, ex-Defiant executive producer Mark Rubin and creative director Jason Schroeder in the reveal video. Developed by Ubisoft San Francisco, Tom Clancy's ex-Defiant promises realistic gunplay with personalized classes uh, represented as factions with special abilities. Those factions, Echelon, Outcasts, Cleaners, and Wolves, are inspired by other Tom Clancy games like Splinter Cell, The Division, and the Ghost Recon series. On top of deep personalization and customization, gunplay is, quote, top priority, Ruben said. X Defiant will feature an ever-growing arsenal of authentic weapons and attachments, Ruben explained, boasting that Ubisoft San Francisco is crafting every weapon attachment for precise, satisfying gunplay. An early gameplay test for Tom Clancy's X Defiant will launch August 5th. Interested players can register at the game's official website. The game is still early in development. Its creators said, adding that, quote, your feedback is essential to make this game great. Uh, Schroeder uh, said that Ubisoft plans to add to the game's, quote, diverse cast with new characters. And Ruben said that UBSF is committed to creating a welcoming game based on fair play and transparency. Tom Clancy's X Defiant is coming to PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Windows PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. I slim slash slash S as well. Uh, with streaming versions for Amazon's Luna and Google Stadia. Ubisoft promises cross-platform play. X Defiant was previously outed as Battle Cat back in June, if you remember that, everybody. Uh, Gary, what does X Defiant do for you? I'll get. I'll take a look at it. I actually have been on the lookout for a new shooter my trigger finger's been getting itchy lately oh and look I at you try something new i actually went back and booted up unreal tournament for the first time in 20 years uh because i just i want like an old school shooter and there's nothing out there right now in the shooter landscape that kind of scratches that itch for me but i thought it was interesting that they kind of like you know this came out of nowhere i had a couple of thoughts initially first it seems like a weird choice of game to put the tom clancy branding on i get that they own it and you know as soon as you say tom clancy people go okay because you know that name's now been been attached to a bunch of really popular games i mean when i think about tom clancy i think about guns i think about politics i think about you know kind of geopolitical warfare intrigue spies and stuff like that i don't think punk rock 
Um, <laughs> you know, like Tom, Tom Clancy was a hardcore GOP uh, conservative Republican. Like punk rock is not, you know, I wouldn't really usually think of that. He's probably well, how spinning much does any of these games have to do with Tom Clancy? Spinning and he's well, most. I mean, I mean, with Extraction, which is going into a more sci-fi place, I get it. But like, you know, Splinter Cell. Um, you division. know, Rainbow Six, you know, Division, all that stuff kind of felt like the Division feels like a novel that Tom Clancy could have written, right? Sure. And so, do, and so does Splinter Cell, and they did in fact do those those spinoff books. But you know, once you get into, like, I don't think um, Tom Clancy would have written Extraction as a novel. He certainly would have would have written a, a a novel about a bunch of kind of punk rock, you know, gun enthusiasts. I don't think. Um, so it's a weird one. You know, for for me, that's kind of like here nor there. It's just kind of a weird. Question from a marketing standpoint. My my initial thought on it, and maybe I'm just going to betray my lack of understanding of the current shooter landscape right now. And just sound like the the very old man that I am. But I watched uh-huh. like the 30 second you know gameplay loop in that Twitter video they put out, and I my initial thought was, man, I could be I I could be looking at any shooter right now, like just yep. any shooter, and it it just looked very very generic to me, and it kind of made me feel just it, it, to me it kind of illustrated just how much tunnel vision we've now got at, in AAA game development. Like it's just shooter after shooter after shooter. And I get that it's a lucrative market, uh, p- part of the market. It's a very popular space. People, you know, want these games. So the the the, the, biz- the industry is going to give them to them. But, you know, off the back of like, you know, Valorant and, you know, Warfare and PUBG still there and Apex. And there's just so much shooty, shooty, shooty going on. I look at this, I'm like, what does this bring to the party that is new? And I'm sure they have an answer to that. I mean, I, I will definitely check it out. But when I look at like all the different shooters out there, they all kind of seem like much of a muchness to me. I imagine that people who like play Valorant and are really into it would be able to explain to me why what seem like incremental differences to me are actually a big deal in terms of the gameplay feel. And, you know, I, I totally understand. Only I'm just telling you, my first reaction to it when I saw it is like, yep, there's a first person view of a guy with a gun running around shooting people. And I'm just like, when is when when are we gonna see something like really disruptive or new in this space? Or just something new in an entirely different space? It's just shooter after shooter after shooter. And maybe this one's got something really innovative to bring to the party. I don't know. I feel like there's an interesting trend going on right now with the co-op um uh 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 horde type shooters like you know back for blood and i'm really like the, the, yeah. the Tom Clancy game i'm really interested in is extraction i think that'll be really fun but i look at these kind of are, like another arena shooter really is that what the market is crying out for ubisoft's you know marketing research would seem to suggest yes i just know when i looked at that loop i mean my, my initial reaction was like i could be looking at any of a dozen different shooters right now that was my yeah. initial thought. Generic. No, I'm with you. Where I started it like yesterday when the trailer dropped or the you know the pitch video, whatever you want to call it, and watched through it, and I'm like, okay, I'm not a shooter guy, but I'm always looking for a shooter that could you know grab me and change my mind. And I watched that, and I was like, this is not that game. Like this, is, I'm with, I'm with you, and I'm not trying to rain anybody's parade. If you're into X Defiant or you love any, you love first person shooters, more power to you. Go enjoy yourself. But for me, I was watching it, and yeah, I was like, okay, like these. Are, so like. The Tom Clancy hook here is that I'm um, different people. Like when, you know, you're running around his third echelon, uh, you know, just Gabe Logan. No, not Gabe Logan. Sorry. Sorry. Everybody calm down. Everybody calm down. All right. Uh, Sam Fisher. Uh, Sam Fisher's group, right? And you were using the tech that way and doing scans and seeing through walls and shit. I was like, okay, like that's neat. But like when I, when I, I first saw it and I saw like, you know, stuff from the division and Splinter Cell characters like, oh shit, they're not trying to do like the shooter version of like an Ubisoft cinematic universe brawler are they like the fucking rabbits going to show up in this thing. I you know, it just seemed really weird to me. I, um, I don't know. It's, 
it feels generic, but again, I think that the difference for the people for the real enthusiasts of this genre, what marks what marks these game games out as different and what often can make the difference between success and failure are not the things that are necessarily visible in a 30 second gameplay. 100%. You know, it's 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 the it's the little things that make the difference. Exactly. And so I think, yeah, you and I are sitting here going like, well, what's it makes it special? And maybe when you get it, people get their hands on it, they'll see it. I know that for me personally, watching the, you know, the latest Battlefield stuff from E3 and like around that time frame, you know, Summer Games Fest, all that jazz. That was the one where I was watching like that reveal where I was like, oh, you know what? Like, I don't think I'll be here forever, but I'd love to play this for a while. Like the the scale of it, the explosions, everything else, how good it looks. Whereas watching this yesterday, I was like, okay, cool. This is a fun free-to-play shooter go get them i was i was getting hope i was hopeful that we'd see heartlands i want to see some division heartlands see what that's all about but i digress gary yes. i want to see division heartlands but i know you want to see patreon.com slash kind of funny games of course over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can get all sorts of bonuses like being able to write into the show like getting your name read on the show like getting the games cast uh watching it as we record it live today with andy talking about dance door <laughs> but of course you could get the show without any ads but guess what jack you're not listening on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So let's hear about our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Purple. Doesn't it seem like the world's against you from getting a good night's sleep this time of year? Boy, I know. It's summertime. It gets hot. You're over there. You're flipping around in the bed. You can't get comfortable. It's a million degrees. You're flipping the pillows. You're still upset. You're sweating all the time. It's disgusting. But when you have a purple mattress, ladies and gentlemen, you can sleep cool and comfortable no matter what life throws at you. That's because only purple mattresses have the grid. Its unique ventilated design allows for air to flow through to help you sleep cool, even when it feels like a thousand degrees out. We know all about purple because, of course, Joey Noel uses a purple mattress. She loves it. She says the, the grid is great, better than foam. And, of course, it has been keeping her cool for quite some time. Try your purple mattress risk free with free shipping and free returns financing is available too. purple is comfort reinvented right now you'll get 10% off any order of $200 or more go to purple.com slash games 10 and use the promo code games 10 that's purple.com slash games 10 promo code games 10 for 10% off any order of $200 or more purple.com slash games 10 promo code games 10 terms apply up next is canva did you know ladies and gentlemen that we use canva here uh it's a thing that helps you learn it helps you figure out how you're going to do are you are you working in photoshop are you working in video are you doing stuff like canva's got you covered that's why tim's been using canva pro uh canva pro is the easy to use design platform that has everything you need to design like a pro it's a quick easy and affordable way to design whatever you need no matter what you're creating and sharing canva pro has everything you need in one place including a collection of over 75 million premium photo videos audio and graphics tim's been using this roger's been using this nick has been using this uh, of course anybody who's making anything at kind of funny that's not just screaming into a microphone like me uh they need graphics you need videos you need to get in there you need audio like they're talking about canva pro has it all it's perfect for small creators big creators any creator design like a pro with canva pro right now you can get a free 45 day extended trial when you use our promo code that's canva.me slash kfgd c-a-n-v-a dot me slash kfgd canva.me slash kfgd for more and our final sponsor of the day ladies and gentlemen is freshly dinner time can be chaotic but with freshly it's easy their chefs take care of you and your meals for a few nights a week and take the pressure off of you freshly offers chef made nutrient packed delicious meals delivered fresh to your door no cooking required ordering is easy you visit freshly.com and choose from over 30 delicious satisfying better for you meals like steak peppercorn sausage baked penne or their chicken pesto bowl freshly can fit your lifestyle with a variety of plants 
plans and meals to pick what you want when you need it. It'll do your dietary needs, preferences, tastes, and family size. Uh, I still subscribe my father to Freshly. Uh, I go through, I pick the little meals on Freshly.com, and then he gets them prepared, and he can just take them to work, or when he comes home from work and he's exhausted, he can just pop them in and cook them right there, or, you know, warm them up and be ready to eat. No, uh, nothing, he doesn't need to worry about it dad doesn't need to cook number one crane operator greg miller doesn't have time for that right now freshly is offering our listeners 40 dollars off your first two orders when you go to freshly.com slash games stop stressing about dinner go to freshly.com slash games for 40 dollars off your first two orders that's freshly.com slash games for 40 dollars off your first two orders number three on the roper report let's go to psu where ernest lynn is reporting on the playstation 5 losing some weight a new model revision of the playstation 5 digital edition with model number cfi 1100 b01 in japan is confirmed via a new safety guide user manual on the official japanese playstation website these specifications uh oh the specifications uh, page of the manual lists this new version of the ps5 digital console weighing in at 3.6 kilograms, which is 300 grams, 0.66 pounds lighter than the 3.9 kilograms of the original PS5 digital model. At this time, it's unclear what has changed in the new PS5 digital model revision. Other than the weight, all the specification numbers are the same as the original PS5 digital edition. Additionally, the quick start guide shows the vertical stand of the new PS5 digital edition uses a different textured screw that allows it to be hand screwed. Previously, you needed a flathead screwdriver or coin. On the GEO page listing, the new PS5 Digital Edition model has the release date listed as July 20th, 2021. However, no PS5 digital consoles came in stock today at any retailers in Japan. In the company's previous earning report, Sony confirmed that the PlayStation 5 has sold 7.8 million units as of March 31st, 2021. The PS5 is the fastest selling console in U.S. history. Across the globe, the latest PlayStation console is still difficult to buy as it continues to not be readily available. The shortage of PS5s has been caused by shortages of semiconductors and other electronic parts, as well as scalpers. Gary, Obviously not much to add to a little bit lighter of a unit, but are you stoked that you can use this screw by hand? Because when this screw got revealed, you said, here it is, Greg, it's PC gaming, and you started throwing that in my face. Time to get out the screwdrivers, yes. Uh, no, I thought this was interesting when I saw it this morning. Yeah, it's not the biggest story, but I, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's a thing. Um, if Sony can you know, shave a, a, a few ounces off of the, uh, the PlayStation, maybe that saves them a little bit of money in manufacturing and shipping and stuff like that. At the end of the day, the weight of a console doesn't re- mean very much, you know, unless it's a handheld. When you uh, once you put it on your, you know, your AV in your AV cabinet or on your desk or whatever, there it is, and you kind of forget if it's if it's heavy or not. I think ultimately where they need to go and where the really interesting revision will come, maybe a year or two down the road, is in making it smaller because I still think it's comically large and a little bit absurd looking. I when I swapped out my PS4 Pro for my PS5, I put it into the same little cubby that the PS4 was. The PS4 yeah. was small enough that there was plenty of room around it. You have to remember, top tip for that. I mean, I'm sure everyone in the chat already knows this and everyone listening already knows this. But, you know, when you put a console into you know a little cubby in your cabinet or whatever, you've got to have plenty of space around it for ventilation. And when sure, I put the PlayStation course, 5 in there, there was maybe like it, it just barely fit with no room. But you need more than that. You've got to have room for the air, for the intake fans to pull the gotta air in the and air then floor. blast it out. Otherwise, you're going to start to have serious problems. Um, and there just wasn't enough room. I, we had to go buy a whole new cabinet to, you know, to, to fit it. And it was ridiculous. Um, so I think the more interesting rev will come when they actually start getting it down to a slimmer size. I'm, I'm very excited to see the PS5 
slim when that does hopefully come a couple of years from now it is a it is a weird thing in the meantime though like, like it's not you wouldn't even really consider this like a new revel a new rev i mean technically no, it is, it'll, it'll, it'll have a different rev number on it but like you wouldn't even like even to like lift the two up would you even be able to tell the weight difference they just you know, again the, a lot a lot of the a lot of these mass you know volume manufacturing businesses come down to the margins right like the tenth of a the tenth of a cent you know, and if you're man manufacturing millions of these and you can save even a fractional amount on materials and shipping by making it just a tiny little bit uh, lighter and fewer materials, then, you know, that'll that'll help Sony's bottom line. And yeah, I always thought the screw thing was just a little bit silly. The fact that they've now put some grooves around it so you can at least do it without having to, you know, go get your screwdriver go get out. Nickel. Good. Go get my Good trusty nickel. Yeah, we'll see what uh, the change is. Maybe it'll be something that'll hopefully make them easier to manufacture and get them out, but who knows? We'll see how much this 0.66 pounds actually matters. Uh, number four for you. Uh, I toss this in there. This is another quick one. Ga uh, Gary, uh, Kev, if you want to hit the trailer on this, uh, Chris Tales review roundup is popping up as well. Of course, we already talked about Death Store, a great indie out there for you. This Chris Tales is making the rounds today too. Uh, the Metacritic's gone down since I put it in, but Metacritic of 74 right now. Uh, reviews are still coming in. The game looks gorgeous. I turn over to Pure playstation who gave it an 8.0 over there Stuart mclean wrote chris tales is a classic example of a game that serves as an homage to games of the past while managing to forge a path all its own solid and satisfying combat merged with a storyline that moves things along nicely and if you enjoy turn-based rpgs chris tales is definitely one to play Gary, as uh, you know, and you watch here, and we've talked so much, of course, in the past about uh, Persona, Persona 5, the inability to get there, like the JRPG, turn-based combat, all that stuff, usually not something that snags my attention. But Chris Tales here, I think, is gorgeous and uh, releasing on uh, Xbox Game Pass. So it is one of those you don't have to worry about it in terms of it. But I want to read you from their actual press release. Of course, I say Xbox Game Pass. It's also on PC, Switch, PS4, PS5, uh, and Stadia. But there, it reads like this. There's no need to time travel into the future any further as uh, Chris Tales is available at last on present day, blah, 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 blah. Chris Tales is a love letter to classic JRPGs created by Colombian developers Dreams Unincorporated and Sick, where past, present, and future are brought together on one screen. Players can use Chris Bell's uh, amazing ability to slip between time periods to both aid citizens across uh, Crystalia's kingdoms and perform surprise attacks on enemies. If Chris Bell wants to save her magical world from the evil that threatens it, she must use her power to shape varied time periods while gathering allies uh, that will help her in her quest. Uh, again, I can't speak to how it is. Uh, codes, we just got some codes uh, overnight for it. Uh, I think it looks great, though, and it's got my interest peaked as somebody who isn't even the biggest JRPG fan. So I want to put out there, reviews seem pretty good, like I said. We're still waiting for like an IGN, a GameSpot, those kind of people to weigh in. And a lot of the reviews that are up right now are in another language, but the scores are good. Yeah, it, yeah. Looks, it looks good. It's like a, you know, on Game Pass, so why not give it a try? Um, I was like you, Greg, uh, JRPG. As soon as I used to see that, I, I, that, that would be like a big turnoff for me. But as you know, I've talked about it a lot. Persona 5 and Yakuza Like a Dragon totally turned me around on that. Now it's like, ooh, JRPG, I might, you know, now, now that I kind of get it, now that the, the, the JRPG mechanics kind of clicked for me, I'll get, you know, I, I will look at this. Art, the, yeah, aesthetic, the, art, sure. the aesthetic and art style is beautiful. Uh, it yeah, looks very like it's colorful. on Switch as well, right? Is it on PlayStation? It's on Switch. It's, on, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Okay. I like, I like the look of it. So there you go. Something to keep in mind. Keep those reviews. Keep your eyes on them. Uh, number five on the Roper Report. Tencent has bought Sumo. Uh, this is Christopher Dring over at GamesIndustry.biz. Tencent is set to buy Sumo Group in a deal worth $1.27 
billion dollars the companies have announced uh tencent already owns an uh, 8.75 percent stake in the uk games developer which work includes the recently bafta winning sackboy a big adventure for sony and crackdown 3 for microsoft also although suma does develop its own ip it is best known for its work for hire projects which will continue under the new ownership the cash acquisition will go through Tencent's wholly owned subsidiary, Six Joy Hong Kong Limited. If agreed, Sumo will be the latest public UK games company to be bought for over $1 billion, including EA's acquisition of F1 developer Codemasters earlier this year. Quote, the three founders of Sumo who work in the business, Paul Porter, Darren Mills, and I are passionate about what we can do and are fully committed to continuing our roles, CEO Carl Cavers said in a statement. The opportunity to work with Tencent is one uh, we just couldn't miss. It would bring another dimension to Sumo, presenting opportunities for us to truly stamp our mark on this amazing industry in ways which we have previously been out of reach, um, ways which have been previously out of reach. Uh, Tencent has a strong track record for backing management teams and their existing strategies. Alongside the acceleration of our own IP work, Tencent has de demonstrated its commitment to backing our client work and has stated its intention to ensure that we have the necessary investment to continue focusing on work with our key strategic partners on turnkey and co-development projects, end quote. So, as usual, something to look at. Tencent continuing to buy up people and have a stake and everything and go on and just continue to get deeper and deeper in the video game industry. Uh, what it means and what that means for Sumo. Sumo, as the, it pointed out by Chris in his article here, right? Always known for their work for hire thing. I think, you know, Sackboy being the most recent one. What it looks like for them, on the, if they're going to do more original IP, if they're going to do more contract work, if Tencent's going to get them started on things, we'll have to wait and see. But that's what's happened over there, Gary. Yeah, I uh, I know a couple of people that work at Sumo in the UK. Actually, I was I was going to text them this morning to see if they woke up rich this morning. It's a lot of money. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a lot of money. Sumo Sack Sackboy uh, Big Adventure was terrific. I actually went out and got a couple of extra PlayStation Five controllers so we could all play it together here yeah. uh, around the house. It was really really fun. Really really well crafted game. Beautiful, it was the first game. Great, yeah. well, Sumo, Great music. Sumo guys. Yeah, just, I mean, just beautifully crafted and constructed all around. Sumo is one of those companies that kind of flies under the radar and we don't think about or talk about a lot because like you said, Greg, they do a lot of the unsexy stuff. The work yeah. for hire, the ports, the adaptations, the licensed properties. You know, when, when we think of the sexy developers, right, we think about like Naughty Dog, Insomniac, um, you know, those kind of companies that like do the like the big, you know, AAA sure. original property games that get all the headlines. Meanwhile, there's companies like Sumo, you know, just happily working behind the scenes, putting out game after game after game, getting better at what they do and uh, eventually getting bought by the Chinese, as we all will eventually. So, you know, it's like uh, Jeff Bridges said in Looper. Remember, he said, trust me, I'm from the future. Go to China. You're going to wind right. up owning everything. You're going to wind up owning everything anyway, Greg. May as well, you know, cash out now. Are they are have have they been offering you money for kind of funny? Have you heard of things? Well, they wouldn't offer me any money for kind of funny. They would talk to you, right? You strike me as the kind of guy though that if somebody approached you and was like, "Hey, we want to talk about buying kind of funny. Can you introduce us to Greg?" You'd be like, "No, no, I can talk for him." <laughs> and then you oh, yeah. yeah, somehow know, do it and run yeah, with the I money. know exactly what your company's worth. Don't worry, I'll, I'll be able to give him a decent quote. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Number six on the Roper Report. Let's talk about Dim Tim Bits. I don't know why I called it that. I have a bunch of quick hits that don't have much to talk about, but I wanted to make sure we're on your radar, ladies and gentlemen. I'm always looking out for you. 
number one, uh, of course, we are all very excited at Kind of Funny for Back for Blood. Uh, they announced some Back for Blood PC details. Uh, they put out a new video. The new video highlights several features coming to the PC version of the game at launch, including 4K resolution, uncapped frame rate, NVIDIA DLSS, deep learning system, super sampling, ultra-wide and multi-monitor support, cross-play, and various other graphics and visual quality options. Back for Blood will avail on the PC via the Microsoft Store, Steam, and Epic Games Store on October 12th. We can't wait. Uh, Serenity Forge and Team uh, Salvato today announced that Doki Doki Literature Club Plus has surpassed 500,000 copies sold in its first two weeks. Congrats to them. I still need to play that. I still haven't had it ruined for me. Of what get, I know it gets crazy. And I know they're playing it over on Twitch, but I haven't watched it yet, Gary. Uh, yeah, can I ask a question about that? Because sure, I, no installed, I installed it on Steam the other day, and I know that, that uh, Mike and, and Nick did a stream and I haven't seen very much of it, but I thought it was interesting because when I look at the trailer, it looks like one of those, you know, Japanese bubble gum, you know, high school kind of visual novel dating type games. But then the description says, you know, take a journey into the darkest depths of psychological horror or whatever. Like, is that actually what it is? Is it like more fucked up than it looks on the surface? Okay. Oh yeah. All right. In that case, again, I don't know. I need to experience myself. I'm not looking at chat. I'm not going to look at, I'll never look at Twitter again, but yeah, like I know, not that it would, I mean, the fact that it turns, I think everybody knows, but I've been told multiple times I need to play it. It's on my to-do list. It is on my system. I'm going to, yeah, I, I installed it on steam the other day. I do want to check it out. Okay. Uh, your next uh, bullet point, Crafton Incorporated, responsible for entertainment properties such as PUBG Battlegrounds, today announced that it uh, signed Addy Shankar uh, to create and showrun an upcoming animated project based on the hit franchise. Let's go, friend of the show, Addy. Of course, you can catch Addy on the Kind of Funny podcast uh, a long time ago now, but what a, what a great guy. Congratulations, PUBG Battlegrounds animated show. All right. Up next, it's time to save Coco, uh, kind of. GameSpot reports, Monster Hunter Stories 2 Wings of Ruin is off to a good start. Capcom has announced that the RPG has shipped 1 million units globally across Nintendo Switch and PC following its release on July 9th. Of course, I streamed that on last Wednesday with Mike. I had a great time with it. I wasn't expecting to dig it as much as I did. Basically, Monster Hunter Pokemon, but the cutscenes are beautiful, and I really like the art style of it. Um, And then final one for you today. F1 2021 is patching out ray tracing on PS5, but just for a second. Uh, their patch notes uh, had a whole bunch of stuff, but read PlayStation 5 only. We are aware of some instability within the game for a n- limited number of users on PlayStation 5 relating to ray tracing. As such, we have taken the difficult we have ma- taken the difficult decision to temporarily disable it to aid stability. We aim to re-enable this as quickly as possible, and we will provide an update in due course. Gary. Yes, those are your Timbits. You do? You, is there anything you need to pick is through that there? What we call them? Is that a new branding exercise? We're calling them Timbits. I don't know why, but yeah. I, yeah you know, are you not concerned that the Tim Horton uh, conglomerate might uh, come after you? Let me come on in here. Bring it on, you Canadian motherfuckers! I'm not afraid of Tim Hortons. You kidding me? They're all pushovers up north. Cut all right. To, yeah. I mean, I mean, how nasty? How how bad? How 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 mean and nasty can their lawyers be? They're Canadian. Exactly. Not worried about it. You can do whatever you want up there. Gary, I'm excited to see the impending lawsuit we'll have from Tim Hortons Incorporated, but that's still so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grab shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software on each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Yeah. Yeah. 
your voice sounds much better. Out today, Cotton Reboot on PS4 and Switch. Uh, Akiba's Trip, Hellbound and Certified on PS4, Switch, and PC. Chris Tales on PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, X slash S, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, notably on Game Pass. Uh, Mini Motorways comes to Mac, uh, and, and I guess PC through another thing, but Mac was the big one. This is the one that was on Apple Arcade forever. Mind Maze, Xbox One. Ender Lily's Quietus of the Nights, PS5 and PS4, another game that had great reviews and looked really good when you were talking about PS I Love You yesterday. Uh, Steam, Rails to Riches, Complete Edition is on Switch. Uh, Sky Dome is on PC. If you're into GTA Online, Los Santos Tuners has hit GTA Online, delivering the best of underground street racing culture, high-octane GTA action, and new music in one massive update. Oh, here's Mini Motorways, blah, 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 Mac via Steam. Alongside the Steam release, the Apple Arcade versions get two new maps, roundabouts, and gift capture. Um, Hunt Showdown's new map, DeSalle, is available on live PC servers today and on the Xbox and PlayStation platforms in early August. IGN reports on the Fortnite update 17.20. It's arrived, and as you'll see in the 17.20 patch notes, it's more of a bug-fixing patch than a content update. The 17.10 patch added a lot added lots of new gameplay features like abductors and the mothership but this time epic is focused on repairing a few broken parts of the game such as rifts and zip lines which were both disabled earlier this season uh for all things fortnite we turn to the big dog kevin coelho uh kevin have you been playing more fortnite oh yeah played last night with one roger kevin how much longer till superman's in the game i remember they they showed it and it was like he's gonna be out in 65 uh, let's days say where 30 are we at now? days let's say 30, 30? days 30 that days Foolish. i wish it was sooner than that uh new world the upcoming massively multiplayer online pc game from amazon games <laughs> is entering closed beta today the beta will run until august 2nd giving players a chance to explore the mysterious island of anternum anternum ahead of the game's august 31st re- launch so you got that going. I was literally looking at that this morning. I'm kind of curious because I have also been poking around looking for a new MMO. I've kind of been sniffing around Final Fantasy 14, as it seems like everyone else is these days. Sure. Um, but I know, you know, Amazon, Amazon games, who the hell knows? But sure, I don't know. It looks like it could, be, could be good. Uh, real quick, too. Breaking news from the chat. Raj Former says we got zero dubs. But we had a great time. I mean, we had fun. Roger does this thing when he laughs sometimes that he just laughs uncontrollably. Sure. And it... It warms your heart. It warms your heart. I'm glad he's happy, and I'm glad you're making him happy. Also in the chat, uh, Dev Dischain says 27 days, Greg, to Superman. Thank you very much. Uh, and then your final new Pretty date for you. It. Pretty much nailed it. Or no, is this, oh my god, your final out today. An important update from Resident Evil 7 Village players on Steam. Uh, Fidelity FX Super Resolution from AMD is now supported. FSR supports higher frame rates on PC for an improved gaming experience. Adjustments have been made to optimize the anti-piracy technology. New dates for you. Uh, I wish I had more for you, Gary. I know you're a big fan, but it has been announced that Tetris Beat is coming to Apple Arcade soon. I don't know. Yes, full, I'm excited about it. I don't have a full date for you, and I wouldn't normally that wouldn't get you on the show, but I wanted you to have that out there, right? No, listen, you know me. I don't know how many times I've bought Tetris since 1989. Probably more than 20 times I've bought different versions of it. I love Tetris Effect Connected. Me and the family, we all still play it. The combination of Tetris and kind of you know cool beats. Dank beats is that is that a thing? Love their dank beats. Yeah, the dank beats. Um, and this is and this seems to. I watched a little trailer of it earlier today. Yes, it's Tetris. Yes, there is dankness in the beats. There's going to be new music dropping all the time. Kind of like almost like if Harmonix made a Tetris game. I guess would uh-huh. be the pitch here. Sign me up. I already have Apple Arcade. So again, it's like you know Game Pass for Apple stuff. Plug it. You know, uh, connect up a couple of Bluetooth controllers to your Apple TV. 
I'm excited for it. I'll, I'll play it. Uh, and then your final new date, Lone Echo 2 from Ready at Dawn Studios is launching August 24th, 2021. Uh, also, apparently, I misspoke and said Resident Evil 7 Village. I meant Resident Evil Village was Resident Evil 8. Thank you very much, Hutch62191, for the correction. Uh, time for some deals of the day. Believe it or not, I got a Nintendo one for you. Uh, Among Us is available for Nintendo Switch online members to try from 721 until 727. Among Us will also be available to purchase for 30% off from in the same time period. Or well, no, from 721 to 8-1. So there you go. You can get in there and you can try Among Us if you've never tried Among Us, which would be a crazy thing to say. Then, on top of that, Xbox Game Pass put out a, another one of like, hey, look at everything coming to Xbox Game Pass. I'm not sure how many have been announced before, so I'm just going to read it all and remind you Xbox Game Pass is great. So coming to July 22nd on Xbox Game Pass, uh, Atomic Crops uh, on cloud, console, and PC. Then Raji, uh, an ancient epic, which I know people loved on Switch, uh, on cons- cloud, console, and PC. And then Last Stop, which I can't fucking wait for, cloud, console, and PC. Then, July 26th, you're going to get Blinks the Time Sweeper on Cloud and Console, Crimson Skies, High Road to Revenge on Cloud and Console. Then, July 27th, you're getting Microsoft Flight Simulator, I can't fucking wait, Xbox Series X and S. Then, July 29th, you're going to get Lethal League Blaze, Cloud Console PC, uh, Omno, Cloud Console PC, Project Wingman PC, and then The Ascent, which I can't fucking wait, Cloud Console on PC. I'm gonna I'm throw excited the PlayStation all, and Switch out. I'm excited about all the flying things, particularly Flight sure. Simulator. I'm really excited to see how that looks on the Series X. Obviously, look phenomenal. If you're running on a high-end PC, it looks phenomenal. It'll be interesting to see how much the Series X, how much of that the Series X can really do. I think it'll be the first game that really it's the it's the opportunity, I think, for the Series X more than any other game to, to kind of be like the, the technical showpiece of like here's if you want to show off what this console could do from a technical standpoint, this is the game that you show people. Um, and Crimson Skies, you know, if you watch the X cast, I say almost every week, that's the one I would love them to bring back with a full remaster. I'll happily go back and revisit the original Xbox game, usually if it's like upscaled at all or if they've smoothed it out or in any way. But I loved that game. I think that was probably one of my favorite games from the original Xbox generation. Bring it back. Bring it back, everybody. Speaking of bringing it back, Greg Way, it's the return of required reading a whenever we want to uh, segment of something awesome we saw on the internet today. Uh, I want to point you to Kotaku, where Ethan Gotch is writing about. First, it was an Assassin's Creed expansion. Now it's Ubisoft's eight-year nightmare. He has a huge article talking all about Skull and Bones. I will read the first few graphs as an intro to get you started and urge you to go to Kotaku.com and check it out. A few people said it was cursed. Others simply had no idea what they were supposed to be making. Quote, nobody knew what the fuck they were doing, said one former developer. Skull and Bones development began back in 2013 as a multiplayer expansion to Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. And uh, that would release as a post-launch update. Three sources with knowledge of the project's origin said. The expansion soon took on a life of its own, however, morphing into a full-blown MMO-like spinoff with the working title Black Flag Infinite and later a brand new pirate game called Skull and Bones. The game made a big splash with an on-stage reveal and hands-on demo at E3 2017 and returned a year later with a second polished demo, but since then has disappeared. Sources are split over what happened. Some say, despite the well-received E3 blowouts, the game effectively didn't exist. Others argue that a version of what was playable at industry events could have launched roughly on time in early access and matured in the wild as other games as a service have. Years later, the game is struggling to take shape and people are running on empty. Quote, a lot of stuff still doesn't make sense, said one former developer. Quote, just polishing it at this point would be a waste of time, end quote. 
Skull and Bones was originally supposed to launch in late 2018, then sometime in 2019, then sometime after March 2020, then sometime before March 2022, and now it's due to come out before March 2023. Again, that is just the start of Ethan's article about uh, Skull and Bones over at Kotaku. I urge you to go read it. It talks about the fact that maybe the only reason it still exists is because of a deal with Singapore. There's a bunch of stuff going on there. Really interesting read. It's in alpha now, apparently. Go check it out over on Kotaku.com. Gary, we ask people watching live on Twitch.tv slash Games, of course, to use their Amazon Prime subscription on us because you get one free subscription uh, each and every uh, month that they don't remind you about and don't want you to use because they want to keep your money. Uh, but on top of that, we ask them to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong to tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later. Uh, Scott Tremper says, Gary said Jeff Bridges said, Gary said Jeff, Jeff, yeah, Jeff Daniels. Yeah, I, I misspoke. Jeff Daniels is in Looper, everybody. It was a Jeff Daniels quote. Don't worry. It happens all the time. Um, I'll toss this in there. Gabe Hewitt writes in and says, forgive me if I missed it in new dates or timbits, but you can pre-download the Pokemon MOBA, Pokemon Unite for tomorrow's release on the Switch. So there you go. MOBA. Pokemon MOBA. Uh, I don't care about that. Pokemon MOBA. Kill me. I mean, this is just people going off about Tim Hortons now. I don't know what's going on over there. What have you uh, done? What have you said? What have you done? Uh, it's a bunch of people trying to, you know, it, this is this is just nonsense. You from think, have, you ever, have you ever actually been to a Tim Hortons? I mean, you must have done, right? You've been up there and had Tim Hortons. Do you, do you think it's all I've ordered Tim Hortons. Because I, 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 went, I went to a Tim Hortons in Vancouver some years ago. I thought, okay, I've heard about the Tim Hortons hype. I'll get a coffee and some Tim Bits. And I was like, all right. I mean, I wasn't like, oh, my God, like my the scales have been lifted from my eyes or anything. It's a Dunkin' Donuts. I don't think it's as good as Dunkin' Donuts. Wow. They're saying something, everybody. I just think it's a Dunkin' Donuts, which I'm fine with. I'm down. Yeah, it's it's the ubiquitousness of it, right? It's just everywhere up there. That's the thing. It's just you can get them anywhere. That's that's the thing. It's 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 there. It's like it's a it's a thing that Canadians get to call their own. You know, sure. we have our we have our Tim Hortons up here. It's a thing. Tim Horton himself, I know, was you know was very popular in his. Uh, in his uh, playing days and you know, he's done well for himself and the whole, the whole, what a brilliant idea. So oh, we've got this shit left over after making the donuts. What do we do? Fuck it. Sweep them up off the floor, put them in a box and call them Tim bits. Brilliant. Absolutely yeah, brilliant. Exactly. We weren't going to get sued before. You certainly are now. Well, I mean, you just brought all the hate to you. I love it when somebody takes the heat <laughs> off me. I can say whatever I want now. Nobody will remember. This is the time Gary went to war with Canada. Uh, remember, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Kind of Funny Games Daily comes to you each and every weekday. Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Podcast services around the globe. However, of course, you go to Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games to get your questions read, to get your name read, to be in the post show, uh, to get the show ad free, to get all the exclusive bonuses we do over there. And just to say, hey, Kind of Funny, we appreciate everything you do. Tomorrow, your hosts are going to be Blessing and Andy. Thursday, it's Tim Tam. That's right. Tim and GameSpot's Tamor Hussein reuniting again. And then Friday, me and Blessing to close out the week. If you're, wa- if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash games right now, you can stick around to watch Mike, Andy, and Nick play some Second Extinction. Uh, if you want to catch that later, because maybe you're not watching live, of course, you can go to our newest YouTube channel, youtube.com slash plays to see all of our archived streams each and every day. For now, Gary and I are going to run to patreon.com slash games and do a hell of a post show. So if you're not coming with us, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.